selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. that knocking at the door it's all your friends you filthy whore your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill it's hollywood it's books it's gossip i'm shook it's memoirs it's martinis it's studio 54 it's celebrity book club come read it while it's hot celebrity book club tell your secrets we won't talk celebrity book club no boys are allowed celebrity book club Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend. friend! Wow, so good to see you. Hey, freaking <laughs> pasa bitch. Um, I know all of our listeners are on the edge of our seat about my Valentine's Day. Um, I know, because we've been talking about it for like three weeks And somehow. it was famously last night, and I know that you kind of had a guy's night in. <laughs> I had a guy's you, night in. Did where... you watch Top Gun? And <laughs> Yeah, like... just fucking made myself a... Really awesome Belvedere, if you're wondering what that is. It's basically a whiskey Negroni. And I watched, um, yeah, guy style. I watched the new straight to Amazon Prime JLo movie. Oh, wait. As in the one with like Josh Duhamel? Yes, and Jennifer Coolidge. And it's like about pirates and the Philippines. Is it, is it bad? It's random. It's bad. Yeah, it's very like this is Was it not a movie. Giving like the Sandra Bullock movie where she yes. goes no, on like and a I was hunt. I was thinking about tales of like Sandra Bullock's lost arc last night where you're just like this should be fun but there's just something fake about it it's like overproduced there's like too much budget it's like it was really slick looking yeah jennifer coolidge of course kind of has the only funny lines and Mm -hmm. you're like what is this relationship and lenny kravitz is in it okay so it's laden with cameos yeah it's cameos it's it has periods of fun but overall i'm giving it kind of two thumbs down (laughs) 
<laughs> Two big thumbs down. Two big foam thumbs down. Thank God you had that Boulevardier to nurse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, but J-Lo always looking sexy as hell. Nice. You were beating off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my boyfriend had told me to like be ready at 630. I was. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I was ready at 6.30. Thank you very much. You were much. ready at We leave. He doesn't tell me we're going. We're getting the subway. I'm like, okay, we're going to Manhattan. I kind of felt like oh, he's probably doing some like old school restaurant. Like, and that would be cool. And I love old school New York. But I'm like, but like, you know, where have we not been? Is it like some hole in the wall? Is it some iconic like Wait, hotel you were vibes? hoping for old school? I was kind of thinking, oh, I hope it's like more hole in the wall or something like something that I really have never heard of. You actually wanted like Mongolian sushi. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but like. But it's so... made in a deli and yes, like, yes. you're eating on the street. <laughs> yeah. Then we literally get on the Staten Island Ferry. And then I was like, oh, if only the bar was open. Then he pulls out a mini bottle of wine from his coat. Fabulous. fabulous with like two coops. And was it like a mini Sutter home or like a medium mini bottle of wine? It was a medium Barolo. Gorgeous. Um, so we get off in Staten Island in the town there. And then we get on the Staten Island Railroad. So I'm like, oh, wow, we're really going somewhere. Which I didn't even know existed we like walk into a strip mall and then suddenly we are at this old school italian like huge double decker restaurant called bocelli and there's like so many frame photos of just like hillary clinton rudy giuliani the pope like meeting the chef on the wall the place is absolutely jammed on valentine's with like so many couples celebrating the marriage of 17 to 27 years. It's a lot of like 22 year old girls with middle parts and their boyfriends in Under Armour. Oh, that also makes sense. He's just like got to make a reservation. They're like, well, yeah, my parents all I always was taken to like Botticelli. And so like everyone's at Bocelli and all the girls are like so pissed. And like <laughs> it's my favorite part the- about Valentine's Day <laughs> is just going to a restaurant. Just it's all pissed girls. How insane is this? We saw a double date with like two gay guys and a straight couple. Oh, wait. Two gay guys and a straight couple. Were they giving Staten? Yeah. They were like two Staten Island gay guys with like Guido like gelled back hair. And one of the gays was in Under Armour and the other was in like a tight red polo. And then there was the straight couple who were like kind of on their phone separately for a lot of the night. That reminds me of the book that we read this week. Oh my God, it it's does. so Wait, that. It's because it's so dinner? Well, I just feel like the star of our book is like always like with a straight couple and another gay guy like at a restaurant. Yes, he is. You know him from Bravo. He's the inventor of the housewives. Um, he's literally the king of all women. His name is... Andy, Andy Cohen. Cohen. Yes, hunty. And we read his second book, The Andy Cohen Diaries. Diaries. Which are modeled after... The Andy Warhol Diaries. The Andy Warhol Diaries. He basically, like, read the Andy Warhol Diaries and then was just like, oh, wait, I want to do this. Like, I'm obsessed with Andy Warhol. He's so, like, smart and, like, documenting this urbane, like, sophisticated life, like, full of celebrities. And, like, uh, that's kind of my life. And, like, I want to do that, too. God, there's just so... This book is so packed. It's, like, weird to even jump in. But so this book also was written in... It's 2013 to 2014. So What a year. Kind of the end... A turning It's so the end of an era in this way. You know, I don't think he's saying it's the end of Indy Sleaze, but, like, it is. I have to say, I loved this book I was completely riveted by it and I think like especially having read so many memoirs because I have this podcast where I read celebrity memoirs oh my god I'm looking for podcasts oh you should check it out it's called Celebrity Book Club but memoirs have this very kind of stock 
narrative that they have to follow. It always has to have this like redemption arc and like traumatic childhood. And then they have the thing that happens when they get to LA or New York and then they meet the dodgy people. But and then by the end, they're always like, but I'm so happy to be where I am in my life. And I'm so proud. They all hew to that exact same narrative, basically. And I feel like it's actually so much more poignant and profound to like, you know, all the little things that add up over the course of the year and that amount of detail. And it, you end up revealing, I think, deeper truths. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Stephen. I really came away from this diary as like, I would say before this book to me, like he seemed evil. But anyway, I the housewives to him, like it's a little more just like, oh, this is my job and I do have this cool, fabulous job. It's less I'm a puppeteer. He's actually not that Machiavellian. And I think like one episode that really spoke to that was when, so he gets cast in Lady Gaga's GUI video. (laughs) And I think Gaga really understands his role in culture. And like, she's playing with that. All the housewives are in the video and he's this kind of like Zeus. And he is this like figure who is in charge of all these women. And like the book is all about women basically being obsessed with him. They all need him to make him, to make them famous and just like surrounded by women all the time. He's always hosting all these like women's events and women's like breast cancer walks and like women of the year awards and women of the week awards he's like like, so i'm co-hosting the breast cancer awareness like als like walkathon that's streaming on oxygen with wendy williams (laughs) wendy was late i finished up and thought i wanted to get with a drink with wendy but then bruce kelly sjp called and we went to barbacino then we went to barracuda i had another whiskey ginger uh and then bruce forced me to have mezcal is no. by the way every line well, of the book is like he's doing like a dinner a like a booze fueled dinner with a straight couple then going with one of his gays to hell's kitchen we'll, we'll get into the alcoholism i also found the way he also talks about the housewives which also felt less machiavellian is like he's not being like you want to know the real tea about ramona he's like letting just things show themselves and he gets how good television is made and so but this is what i was saying about the lady gaga thing was oh yeah so he shoots this video with her and he's like i don't know is it funny he goes honestly i never really get it and i was like (laughs) the fact that he didn't even get what she was saying that she's saying that he is like this the emperor of this entire universe of like women whose lives are turned into fodder for reality tv shows and they have to like catfight and backstab each other but become also these like heroines and these archetypes it's like he didn't even really see himself as being like that all-powerful no because you can tell by this book he he thinks the housewives are the b story and he thinks watch what happens is the a story which i love and which i love like he's like i'm a late night host yeah. i'm a gay i'm the only gay late night host and i just saw a documentary about aids and that's really sad and yeah. so <laughs> i need to like be out and proud as the only gay host in late night okay <laughs> then i got tricks with John Mayer. like he's much more just like every single story of this book unless he's on vacation is about that night's show yeah his biggest desire is that the show goes well, that the chemistry is, you know, lightning in a bottle. I mean, he's just like, I mean, Letterman and Bernhard <laughs> in the oh, 80s. That was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Oh, no, but he's he got goes, an ins- and another time he goes, Terry Gar and Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> that was chemistry. Like, like, he is much more excited by that and is like such a kind of like news late night nerd than yeah. he is like 
Like, he'll be like, ugh, I'm so, like, excited for, like, Married to Medical this season. It's going to be hilarious. But he's but he, much ultimately more he just, has this like... Encyclopedic knowledge of late 90s, just like, oh, like, Jimmy is killing it. Just, like, he really knows what he's doing. <laughs> like, when Seth Meyers and him at that convo, and Seth is like, should I have a band or a DJ? And he's just like, wow, I guess other people, like, make fly by the, like, seat of their pants, like, decisions, too. Like, I really hope Seth does well. I'm so happy for him. And then, like, he'll be at, like, again, like, some, like, the upfronts or, like, something. And he's like, so, obviously, I went straight to, like, Clara Hudgens because I'm a total local news nerd. Oh yeah, like he's always like running up I mean, to rent like a local. He's obsessed like, NBC. with. He's obsessed with Janice Huff, like the weather woman for like oh, yeah. New York, NBC, whatever. Okay, wait. Did the line when he says it's like very beginning? He goes, um, he's at some event. Uh, I mean, just the amount of insane random upfronts events and dinners, like it's just it's he all cooks events. at home. Maybe once. Once. <laughs> Okay, but this line, Suzanne Summers said she relates to me as a businesswoman, which I don't know what to do with. <laughs> women love to tell me that they are businesswomen, <laughs> especially housewives. <laughs> no, I wrote that line too. That's like, that's when he is like, kind of like, okay. Like, it's also like, he women knows are... women are obsessed with him, but he's also just like, okay, women be random. Women like, be so, and it's and like, all these straight women constantly be like, I'm a businesswoman. I'd love to talk to you about it. Because, like, everyone thinks their Bethany ultimately is completely insane. Wait, the meeting with Bethany and Martha Stewart, I think it's literally at Mirandi yes, also. Insane. So he is, like, producing more shows now, and he's like, okay, I think, like, I'm going to, like, have a meet with Martha and Bethany for, like, them to have a show. But, like, let's also get P. Diddy involved. I feel like maybe that just became Martha and Snoop's show, obviously. I know, because he was like, I need to have a black show. But so at the meeting, Bethany says, <laughs> she's just like, I think the audience would be really interested in the tension between you and me. <laughs> and he's like, it kind of made the meeting, like, more awkward and intense that Bethany said that. It's like, I could so see Bethany's insane caffeinated Adderall ass and Martha shaking just being me like, you know what I think, Martha. You know what I think. <laughs> I think that would make the tension interesting. And then when he goes over to Bethany's house for dinner and he's like, she had tons of skinny girl products for everything. And it's like, I feel like her house was like so scary, unsold Shark Tank. And like she's going over and she's like, do you want to try my new skinny girl tea? Do you want to try my new skinny girl popcorn? Like thinking of Bethany's insanity and her wound upness. Like I used to have a much more negative view of Andy as well before reading this book. I thought of him as evil. And I thought of like, you know, that that husband of the Beverly Hills housewife who killed himself. I was like, that's like Andy has blood on his hands. Like he has created this insanely toxic enterprise that where we like are so desperate to see these people fail and to see these people get hurt. And I came over thinking like, oh, he's actually just like, I think he is completely obsessed with himself and ultimately like probably that's why he can't have a relationship is he he can never like cede enough time to anyone else before it comes back to him and he's trying to make the joke and like make something fun happen and he's that's just the like other you know through line of this book is his singleness and yeah he has like a very close relationship you know with his friends kelly ripa Mark Consuelo, Sarah, Jessica, Matthew. I love the way Deirdre that and John. There's just so many first names in this book, and he doesn't always explain. Like you always hear him saying Kelly and Mark or Consuelo, so just like Kelly, and you know it's Kelly Ripa. Right. Wait, do you know who Tasha is? Natasha, whose death he refers to? Yeah, Natasha Richardson. Okay, you got that. Okay, I was just yeah, it was <laughs> okay. I know stuff about British people, so he talks a lot about 
you know, Natasha Richardson's like memorial and all their friends and their big reunion in like Nice. And they, I was and, like, and they you go to BFF? best friends with Tasha. And he's like, yeah. And then we did Easter at Vanessa Redgrave's upstate. And it was bittersweet <laughs> because like Tasha used to make these muffins. And I'm like, you're friends with all these like 70 year old actresses, but also like 40 year old actresses. Like talk about intergenerational relationships serious intergenerational i was and he's like oh i feel so bad for liam and you're kind of just like what on earth so okay two things but who yeah the whole time i was like who is bruce and who is john who are like his best friends okay so i can actually i know who john is because john like a producer john is like a producer on the show and (laughs) tea get ready to be spilled he slid into my dms before stop yeah because his, okay, well, you're actually going to die. His name might have, so the guy he keeps saying, John Hill. Yeah. His full name is, wait for it, John, John Arthur Hill. Arthur Hill. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, wait I, He hasn't second. slid into my DMs in a long time, and maybe he doesn't even follow me anymore because he got bored. But like, wow. there was a moment a few years ago where he what, he said he said some you know flirtatious things to me. Okay. And D. Cohen's ex. Oh, he's on Sirius XM channel 102. Okay, and you also know that I have met Andy once. At, like, CBS? Yeah, like, at in, like, that Viacom building where I think they film Watch What Happens Live. There's, like, MTV and Comedy Central in there. <coughs> Eric and I, bless you, Eric and I were, like, going to, like, some meeting there, and we got out on an elevator on the wrong floor, and I think it was, like, Andy's floor, and he was just bounding towards us. And the elevator opens, and we're just standing there, and, like, he just looks and sees two gay guys, and he just goes, hi, boys. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is he, like, 5'7"? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe 5'8". But, yeah, back to the singleness. So, it's, like, Tinder was also just invented, so we're kind of getting into that, and... He frames this book as like my year alone and then I got a dog and he gets this beagle named Waka and that's like a whole thing to like soothe his loneliness and he like, I mean, is doing what a lot of dog owners do, putting a little too much into the dog. Waka becomes this, obviously this synecdoche, is that the synecdoche? Whatever that word is. Synecdoche, New York. This can actually be like a for his singledom and for his for the love and affection that he craves in his life and he's not getting and he starts to build this very intimate and he's you know very open about this he's like well, I, was having, I was having a close relationship with Walker and then I ever have a man in my life and we fell asleep in each other's arms and I spent all morning telling him that I loved him but then we got in a fight yeah and it's, it's always <laughs> he's like Okay, Waka was following me everywhere. And thank God I had the show to do tonight because we needed some time apart. He's like, and then he's always like, we took this amazing drunken walk through the West Village together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's always like, drunk walks are the best. Oh, wait, if we could just discuss the alcohol for a second. Yeah, let's talk about that. It made me feel good about my drinking. Same. I was like, oh my God. I'm fucking a pure. I'm a suffragette i'm a little quaker suffragette (laughs) like sober ass mormon like so this is every day he wakes up has meetings goes to the gym with ninja then obviously they drink in the show so he always gets like wasted on the show then he's having he's like then i got a shot of jaeger as we were leaving the show then i have a thing called the shot yeah the shot ski 
Which is like a room where you do shots or something like that. Watch what happens. In the clubhouse. And he likes always talking about the clubhouse. Then he's like, then we like stay at, at the clubhouse. And like, I've ha- I had like three drinks, you know, whatever. Just like Christian Ronaldo and like Nene Leakes. Like backstage. Then I but, went and met John Mayer at the Dream stayed. Hotel. <laughs> Yeah, and then I did my classic corner bistro two a.m. burger with John yeah. and Hickey. Then we went to Anderson and Ben Masani's bar, Atlas Social Club, and had more mezcal till four. Then I slept with a Latino guy. <laughs> yeah, he's always been like yum yum Latinos. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the the part in Miami where he's like, I had to make a gay Sophie's choice between between a Latino man and a black man. And that's what's very 2014 about this book. That's what's very 2014 about this book. The casual fetishization. And his relationship with Anderson is very it's sweet. super sweet. I'll say that. Not to become like such insane Andy stands on the spot where we're like... He's literally a model citizen. I mean, they're gay guys. I mean, the biggest question obviously is has they... Have they Have fucked? they fucked? Because he's like... Andy and Benjamin in their club, but then he's being like, just me and Anderson went to Rio. So you think, but I, I need you to answer the question. I think they have fucked in the past. Yeah. I. And it's a little to me. Now I am kind of like, I know they both have their like separate $5 million surrogacy children. Right. <laughs> but. It is. Which I'm a little I, bit like, why did they just get one together? Like, I know. I don't have... get it. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Like, obviously, they're already both 50. But now I'm just being straight girl, being like, you, guys, you guys should just, just make be together work? and make it work. Well, and also it makes sense because Andy's a top and you know Anderson, Anderson is a bottomisto. Yeah. Even though sometimes the book Andy is being like... Uh, People ask me if I'm a bottom, like, okay, like, sis, like, simmer with the questions. I think that he's verse top. I think, like, he's probably more of a top as he gets older, which a lot of people do. Daddy vibes. Because I kind of feel like maybe he was a bottom with John Hill for all those years. Because there's the part later when Anderson reveals that he's a top on when him, Kelly, and Andy are, like, hosting the Today Show or something. Together. And he's like, when it's the three of us, we just go totally crazy. It should be illegal. We should not be allowed to, to like, do sub-in hosting for Al Roker on the fourth hour of today. Because we just push it. We just totally push it. We fucking push it. We're crazy. (laughs) And again, I mean, as to read, I'm so glad we read, like, Kelly's book before this because it's like she obviously talks about like hanging out with Andy a lot in that book but this you really realize like how truly much of a fat keg she is like she is and he's like so then we went over to her house in Tag Harbor she has a gaggle of gays there like she just is she needs to be surrounded by gay men yeah like she's literally at her pool and she he was like there was he's like it's Kelly's house you know there's gonna be nine million sexy gay guys there and he's like, oh, thank God Mark could be the designated driver. And Mark is just like staying more sober so he can drive Kelly and her wasted ass gaze around gays who are chugging whispering angel rosé. Wait, the whispering angel rosé? He was like, oh, I had some whispering angel before before I went on 360. I shouldn't have, but I did. Sorry. When he says Lance Bass came over and was making like a wine spritzer with whispering angel. And he's like, yeah, they say it actually makes you drunker if you make a wine spritzer. <laughs> okay, that was another thing I was like, so him and Lance don't fuck at that late night hangout. No, he's being like, Lance, talk about an angel. 
that's very like he's not attracted to Lance, frankly. Yeah, like he's but- <laughs> so sweet, but no, I I don't think him and Lance are fucking. I want to talk about Kathy Griffin. So, as we know, Andy took over for Kathy, who used to do the ball drop with Anderson, and like Kathy used to be the crazy one to Anderson's straight man, and like yeah. they were like an, an unlikely friend group. I think the differences was like Kelly, like. She's still like, yes, she's like slutty gay guys, but she's still just like buttoned up and cheesy and be list. Like she's not Kathy who's saying everything under the sun. Yeah, but Kathy's also not cool and doesn't drink and isn't hanging out and like not going to a pool party. I guess that's the thing. And I feel like (laughs) Andy is says very few things about Kathy and I feel like Anderson and Kathy were friends and like he says remember so it's like they're it's an after party for a special and they're at like we're at Sardis we're at like yeah. Roma Sardis at 57th and everyone is there and Martha's there and Elsie is there and John and Hickey and John and Bruce and Deirdre and Lisa are there and he's like Kathy was being Nice Kathy, yeah. which implies the existence of not nice Kathy. And yeah. then Kathy comes up to him and she's just like, oh, like, Andy, thank you so much. I love, like, I, I love that I'm on my 14th Bravo special. Like, I'm, like, so ha- proud to have all these Bravo specials. He was like, now she was being grateful, Kathy. And he was like, even though I had really nothing to do with her getting those specials, I... I Still was <laughs> I like, t- sure, you're welcome. Took the compliment. He's like, then she kept it at that, like... That's pretty short for Kathy. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, as you're saying, like, Anderson's a straight man. They, like, they love to kind of, like, play the live wire to him. And I think it's, like, they're both They were competing live wires. And I think he always saw Kathy as, like, I'm the kind of little competition. I think he was, like, Kathy's actually too crazy. I'm the funnier live wire. I drink. She's, like, kind of random. And like is D list and like she did it. She's not in his like category of fabulous Chica. He knows how to like be fun with someone, but make them think you're on their side so that they'll like say something revealing. And I think that he knows that that's the entire trick to late night. Whereas Kathy, she's not actually like charming or nice enough to like for people to want to be friends with her on their level. Like she's very funny and always has something to say, but she doesn't like connect with people in the same way. Lily, story time. So I saw Kate Berlant's show, her one woman show, Kate. Fabulous. I'm backstage. Michael Stipe is there. You know, lots of celebrities as usual. Who's who? And then this girl goes, oh, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Turns out she's the designer of the boots that Kate wears in the show. No, you're kidding. You're kidding. Wait, the like chic made in Italy, yes. really good quality. Yes, these like fab little like Chelsea boots, but they're kind of stompy they're boots. They're different than, yeah, they're not, they're Chelsea. They're not Chelsea they, boots. They, it's like. They're like women's stomp, they're like wi- professional women's like boots. like every fabulous woman in a 90s sitcom, you know, from Jennifer Aniston to yes. Deborah Messing. Yes. Terry Hatcher. Yes. Power City gal, but like they're sexy and fun at the same time. Anyway, she was like, I'd love to sponsor your show. We say boots constantly. So now you listeners get to sort of enjoy the fruits of these boots. Hashtag fruits of the boots. Since they are a new sponsor, they are offering 20% off with code five boots. No. I mean, 20% off. That's like that's not a fake email. That brings me over the, the should I buy? Should I not? When it's 20% off? We're over the hump. So go to labook.com. That's L-A-B-U-C-Q. Dot com and use code 5boots at checkout for 20% off. Offer valid till St. Patty's Day.
I want to talk about his, which is another thing to his um, single life, um, his massages that made me think of a certain someone. <laughs> he, he, he so af- some days when he's like not going to Barracuda with like Andy and Anderson, he gets a two Every hour single night massage. he gets a two hour massage from this guy named Adam, a twink named Adam. And it's not a happy ending. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I was like, is this not erotic? Like, If it was erotic, would he talk about it so much? Yeah, I guess he wouldn't. Because like, so. the actual sex scenes are pretty, like he's always just like, the Irish chef came over, like that was fun, but I don't think it's going anywhere. His, his sex life is in there, but he's never actually talking about the sex or saying it was amazing. He'll be like, ah. Oh. Like he texted yeah. me the day after. Like, I saw the actor that like, he the Vanity Fair party, and then he's and then the guy texts him like, "Have a safe trip." Like the next day, and he's like, "Well, that's over. Cool." Another Tinder date with someone not <laughs> age appropriate, like magazine guy who was ultimately <laughs> too young, but he does take to see Hedwig, and he's like, "Hedwig just isn't my show." <laughs> and oh, you know wait, what? I didn't part- like it 15 years ago, and I don't like it now. But Neil Patrick Harris looks great, and he's like, <laughs> I- and he told me that he has like a stomach bug, and I tell him that it's working for him because he looks ripped. <laughs> I was dying that he said he didn't like Tedwig. I feel like Gen Xers, it's almost of like gay guys. It's like you're required to be like obsessed with Hedwig. Did you see Hedwig in high school? I had the soundtrack. In high school, and I feel like I'm sure I was like, Stephen, yeah. this is actually like a really, really <laughs> cool gay thing, and like maybe I'll burn it for you, just maybe. But like, I I can't really remember the songs. I remember seeing it. I think like I I feel like oh my god, I'm having a memory. Oh my god, I memory. Think my nanny Heather took me to see Hedwig because she knew I was obviously gay. Yeah, really got the will. No, 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 like the movie. Was it like the John Cameron Mitchell like oh, movie, right? Oh, okay. Are we talking about the same thing? Or did that come out and... Wait, now I'm like, did we see the movie together at Kendall Square? And I'm having a memory. It came out in 2001. So we definitely were in high school. Heather was not my nanny then. Yeah, you were done with babysitters by 01. <laughs> or did you were you still nannied of nanny experience okay. i mean i Maybe do feel like i remember like and we were all pretending to like it more than we did because we were like yeah that was a really awesome I- indie gay movie that was really cool that was really <laughs> interesting and then like we did buy the soundtrack <laughs> and didn't listen to it yeah and i feel like my soundtrack was used one okay so i don't think i think him and anderson okay what about this i think him and anderson like kissed and like blowjob I don't think full penetration I, I guess they must have like because I just get got the impression that they have it together like from reading this but in my experience all gay guys have to sleep with have each other eventually each other. it is it's yeah. impossible to avoid it will happen at some point so I'm like it just must have happened at this point like there's no way it just couldn't have in my experience as it, well it could there's no way it just could have never happened right though it's like he does you know come off as someone who like maybe enjoys a corner bistro burger or a late night slice of New York pizza over maybe like fucking like sometimes maybe you know he'll go home and go for the burger instead of spending that extra 30 minutes getting fucked, trying to look for someone to Yeah, fuck. I don't think that he has a Samantha-esque appetite, but again, he might just be leaving that out. And maybe, you know, Grinder was just coming out when this book started, but it's possible that 10 years later, he feels 
a lot less apprehension about <laughs> opening Grinder and ordering a man over. I mean, true. He said, because he had just downloaded Tinder, and he's like, this whole thing is weird. He is very like, what happened to the West Village? He is being like another Bank of America. Like, I used to be into just meeting someone face to face and talking to them. Like, what is with this app stuff? Wait, there's this funny line, which I think just really illustrates this world when he's going to this random event. Then I went to the world's largest picnic on Pier 84, <laughs> sponsored by Hellman's. It was, no surprise, a paid appearance. Katie Holmes and Mario Batali were there, and it just made me realize everyone's on the dole. Oh, that was unreal. I just love the idea of Katie Holmes and Andy Cohen. And Mario Batali. Mario Batali all paid to be at a Hellman's world's largest <laughs> picnic. picnic. This mayonnaise activation, just being like, oh, great to see you, Katie. And you know Mario <laughs> was like up there making like some sort of like deviled eggs and it's so far away and when he does the ALS bucket challenge and he's like I think I did it like kind of like too late like can we all move on from the the ice bucket challenge like it's cold I gave money like is this I love that he just has this kind of uh, instinctual understanding that nothing matters and everything is stupid like Clay Aiken just being like will you please be on the board and like speak at my fundraiser for my congressional run and he's just being like what like I, fine I'll, I'll I'll send a check like I don't know anything about South Carolina politics nor do I care like whatever I, and also I can't go I'm busy I'm going to St. Bart's but also LA and I have to shoot this video and then Candy Burris is coming another it's funny because another like in, he's like always saying he is so like passionate about politics Oh, and the Bill the, Maher, and his mom yes. is always telling him to not go on Bill Maher. And she's like, <laughs> Andy, Andy, you're not smart Andy, enough. You're, you're not political enough. They're going to make mincemeat out of you. You can't do They're it. Very serious on that show. Very serious. So yeah, he hangs out like his parents. What I love, like his parents from St. Louis come to New York, like literally every other weekend. He's like, so mom was bartending. I got dad an amazing double RL suit. So he also, it's also when de Blasio is running and he's like, I went to the de Blasio event that Cynthia Nixon was basically holding up with one hand. I feel like I was, I was like, were you there? (laughs) Like, and then he keeps on talking about how he's worried that Bill de Blasio is too liberal for this city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, I feel like the Kelly Ripa, like New York news crowd of him. Just being like, there's going to be homeless people everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and like, come on, the police unions. Um, well, and he did go on a rant against de Blasio that one time. Well, and that's when he had to apologize for it, when he got too drunk. When he was so drunk. Okay, the scene when um when Martha Stewart sends him that gift. Do you remember this? Yes. He goes, I went to 30 Rock and Martha Stewart had sent me this piece of wood shaped like the United States as a gift for hosting the American Maid Awards, dot, 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 in October. <laughs> Not to be a dick or look a gift domestic diva in the mouth, but aren't we well beyond the proper window of a thank you gift? Or do you have a year to thank someone for co-hosting your award show? <laughs> anyway, it's a cool piece of wood. No, I am obsessed with calling up Martha Stewart with bad etiquette. etiquette also, which I, is funny because remember that like viral Rosie O'Donnell so story you, no. where Rosie O'Donnell gifted yes, Martha Stewart. Her the lemon yes. tree and then she like never heard from her again. Martha Stewart is a random ass gifter. She, yeah, let's, okay. Let's it's like that. her begging for gifts and then gifting later. Check your own etiquette book, Martha, okay? Also, it's so just like... It's it sounds like it's not even a cutting board. 
or maybe it is and he just doesn't know what a cutting board is because he doesn't cook but it's like this piece of wood shaped like the united states wait back to his one meal which defined gay guys cooking by the way new york city gays cooking so when he's like trying to lose weight he goes to a west village deli and buys chicken sausage oh yeah the like applegate chicken sausage i was like it is nothing is more gay guy french bulldog than opening the fridge and having the applegate in there um so back to his also like his gayness so the book ends with him going to fire island and like at 50 or whatever he is like accepting that he can go to fire island and basically admitting that like in his 20s and 30s and maybe even early 40s like he was like fire island is like for like really flamboyant gays and like i'm not like that and like everyone there is a drug addict yeah because he has these conservative tendencies and then he's like by the way i've never done meth i've never done ghb but i have done molly and it's super fun (laughs) really getting out there that he hasn't done meth and then i was actually shocked by this sjp comes and visits him in Fire Island. We have to talk about the scene because it's so insane. This is the passage. Yeah. Okay. SJP's arrival on the ferry was the closest thing I've seen to Dolly Levi returning to the Harmonia Gardens. Don't get that reference. Boys carrying her luggage, others handing her flyers, kisses blown, photos taken. For real, I thought a song and dance number was going to break out and the kids passing out flyers by the ferry were going to thrust her into the <laughs> air. Just like... Like, I'm imagining gays- full Cleopatra, like, gay guys yes. just holding her up on the ferry. I like- mean, there's nothing more exciting than SJP arriving to Fire Island. Like, it has to be this insane thing. Okay, but this part is insane. Wait, the pantry part? The- yeah, yeah, yeah. When she goes to Pike's okay. Pantry? She's... F- uh, SJP is a thing for grocery stores. She feels like when you travel, the local stores tell you a lot about where you are. <laughs> so XOSJ. So after dinner, we took a walk to the town and went to the Pines Pantry so she could investigate. It's, for those of you who don't know, Pines Pantry is just like a Dino DeLuca. It's just like an expensive... It's like an expensive vacation grocery store. She walked through that pantry with the wonder of a child visiting Disney World for the first <laughs> time. Look at the beautiful butcher section. Here's the hardware. A crock pot. <laughs> So I see that. in her being like, oh, isn't this the most darling section of mustards, Andy? <laughs> oh, we have to get one. Oh, I have to get Matthew one. I have to. They have mustards in Fire Island, Andy. They really do. And then they're like traipsing out and she's like, but and then she, you know, she's like, handing over her heavy card to like pay for a mustard and like a jam and and she's like hello how are you i am doing quite fine one mustard for me thank you so much have an amazing day <laughs> no absolutely she was like please tell me that you take american express oh wonderful <laughs> And then she's just fully shooting an Amex ad. You're just like, yeah, <laughs> Sarah, need you to calm down. I mean, definitely. I feel like he tries to kind of put a pin on the book with Fire Island of being like, it was so renewing. Like, well, and then refers to the gays that- leaving on Monday as blood buckets. Wait, why are they blood buckets? He calls the Monday fairs are blood buckets because like they're leaving on Monday and they're like so hungover. I don't really like because right. they're vampires, I guess. Maybe or like your blood is is so like full of alcohol. I will say that I do feel like the the real story is that he feels comfortable being a fireland now because he got in shape and he right. like, and he and he lost weight and like started going to the gym and was like now more comfortable with his body, which is beautiful. But it's very just like that's kind of what changed, babe. Like you're rich and famous. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's crazy. I walk around with my 
shirt off all the time it's just kind of like it's not that insane and i'm and i'm proud of his journey i mean the thing is about i think it's that and i also but i do think he maybe was a little more of this like office gay that was like oh like it was a body thing but he was making excuses like oh i'm not into circuit parties i'm you know oh i'm not a slut yeah like yeah yeah and it's like well you're going to kelly ripa's house which is basically a circuit party (laughs) right so So. it's the same it's (laughs) like like, that's crazier than fire island can I read this one passage that's that literally like made me cry would like took my breath away. Do you remember Please. when he's taking Waka in to get surgeries at the vet that ends up being like co-owned by Barbara oh. Walters and he's so, and he's like terrified that Barbara Walters is going to like fuck up his dog because he like makes fun of her age on yes. the view when he's like co-hosting. Okay, but he's he's waiting he's in the waiting room at this Barbara Walters vet hospital. Then a nurse brought a blind man over and seated him next to me. The nurse said to him, I'm so sorry. After she left, he made a phone call, voice activated, to someone to explain that his guide dog had just died and he needed a ride. I was just sitting there frozen. It was a situation I'd never considered and so overwhelmingly sad that tears were streaming down my face. I told him how sorry I was. He said that this was his guide dog of 12 years and that he got a tumor out of nowhere. They just put him down. Like, isn't that the saddest that thing? That was this blind so guy actually, sad. And he can't even go home because his guide dog can't, like, walk him home. Wait, but it's also him, like, leaving. Like, I feel like Andy doesn't, like, offer him a ride. He's like, so I started sobbing. I didn't realize that, like, a guide dog could die. No, then he... Anyway, then I met Kelly at Atlas. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. he sees the guy outside, like, waiting for his car. And he, like, waits with him and helps him get in the car. He He, like, does the right thing. He does wait with He was him. standing in front of the hospital. His bus was idling, but the driver wasn't inside. It was confusing. I told him the bus was there and like waited with him. It was a weird few minutes of limbo. His driver returned and off he went. I hope someone nice was waiting for him at home. Okay. I take that back. He did wait with him. Yeah. And he like made sure that he like got home safely. Like, I feel like that's his, he always does the right thing. And it's like, he's like very like classic New York. He's like, well, I give her a $4 tip and a $12 ride. Like, that's a pretty good tip. Like, what's the issue? Yeah, or just like this homeless woman was screaming. So I went back and gave her $5. Then she said, my sweater made me look fat. It's very like yeah. in New York moments. <laughs> yeah. And I do wonder with this book, you know, when we see his humanity and it's like the jump from 2013 to 2023. You know, I, I do think he's maybe a different man now. Like I do well, now think now he has kids. He has his, but you. Do, but why doesn't he have a boyfriend? Is what you're no, saying? No, I just wonder. With like, we're talking about having like you know blood on his hands with housewives. Like I do think the beast has eaten him alive more. Like how could it? But I don't think he could get himself out of it. Like he can only go more in. Even if he wanted to, he could only go more yeah. in. Yeah. It's like. But I, I mean, but he likes doing like live streams with Coco Rocha at the DVF. Yes, like, like, I love DVF. <laughs> luncheon. He's always, and this way, it's like he's at Atlas Social Club with Barry Diller and Barry Diller is swiping on Tinder for him. And I'm just like, not Barry Diller's 85 year old ass like swiping on Tinder for you. And he's like, isn't this I hilarious? also don't <laughs> understand. I mean, I guess it's so celeb. Like he's so close with John Mayer. Yeah, I mean, John Mayer is so annoying and is, like, so wanting to be friends with everyone and is, like, wants to talk about himself. And And he knows Andy will listen. I feel like Andy thinks John Mayer is hot. So, like, Andy does go to Montana and he's, like, they shoot gophers and, like, it's just them. I was just like, what is this trip? that's so fucking... 
But that's so the thing is he comes the housewives world is very like we're going on a trip. You're not seeing the people you're on a trip with for like 10 hours out of the day. You're like separately in your rooms getting ready and then you're like meeting up at dinner. Right. He's like so then we met up at like the most amazing steakhouse. It was but I was like you guys are spending some time together. He's like there's nothing sexier than seeing like John Mayer in a hat like whipping up a skillet breakfast then we went to a grocery store like <laughs> yeah then we went to a steakhouse and we went shooting but yes i'm sure there's like hours where like andy is at a bookstore or like getting a massage and they're in, Man- in montana and like they're in totally separate guest houses and he's flying a masseuse in from helena wait also did you clock the name of that restaurant that they go to like after the Coco Rocha, like something of Oh, yeah, he's so mad that the Chili's is closed. We had dinner with a big group at Tortilla Republic. Oh. And, then all, <laughs> and then all wound up at Revolver. Could that be more <laughs> Chelsea? It's like the most mm, Tortilla Republic. Like, it's 90. No, they're, in, they're in LA. Oh, they're in LA. They're in LA. Wow. <laughs> at Tortilla Republic. It still feels so 90,000 square feet. It, do, it No, it feels so huge in like Chelsea Market. One other thing that I have to get to is when Teresa Caputo comes on his show and... Oh, and does the reading of, like, the camera guy? Yeah, and, like, they have in tears, but then, like, she tries to contact Natasha Richardson and can't, and then, like, he's like, Teresa called again. She wants, like, a do-over where she tries to contact Natasha, and obviously she's feeling, like... She's a fake. Yeah, Doesn't want to be seen as a fake. And I was, was like, really funny. And he's like, no, I'm good. I don't need to like try to recontact. Well, and like, do you think that um Teresa is like just frantically like Googling Natasha and like trying putting together this dossier in her? So she she's like, like, Why am I feeling cold? Why am I feeling yeah. cold? <laughs> she says the way she died, it was very sudden. It was very painful. I feel like I'm all of a sudden going downhill. Okay, get- wind is wind is in my face. I've seen wind a lot of sense. white. Does that bring anything to mind? A lot of just the color white. That's all I see is white. <laughs> He's like saying Tosh and then Yeah, it's like he might not even had said Natasha Richardson and like now she gets it. She's like, Oh fuck. She's like fuck and is like telling her agent being like, Let's let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> okay, wait, also one last line I have to read. Bruce and I met Mark, Jason, and Lauren at Soul Cycle, which I hadn't done in a couple years because I always feel like if I wanted to be screamed at by lesbians, I'd go to the cubby hole. Wait, obsessed with that line because <laughs> Soul Cycle is so randomly like, bu- like it's so like Jackie from Workout. Lesbian. It's yes. like so Jackie from Workout, just being like, "Get your ass off that seat in the air, ladies." <laughs> He's also always at cubby hole. I mean, he's in the West Village. Didn't he's in the West Village. West Village, you, please. Make you want to live in the West Village. Not that I like don't usually want to live in the West Village because it's so adorable and there's there's so many restaurants per capita. I know it really is the ultimate. Um, and like everyone has these like townhouses. West Village, please. You're like this is Carrie. It's a neighborhood, and you're literally Carrie, and Carrie literally lives there, and it's just like. But I don't know. Even he, you know, he's complaining about all the Bank of Americas, and it's even more that now. So it's true. I mean, this city's a fucking mall. This fucking city. I think part of what is wonderful about him is that he really does have such a lust for life and a joy for all of these like exciting people and make and like and just like making jokes and just like being in the thick of it. That I think that and that's like genuine. That doesn't come from this like. Right. What I took away from him is like he loves all the women. Yeah. He like loves going out, loves going to restaurants, loves going to mayonnaise events. You know, it is sorry, like us, like the salmon event where like I wanna go the that's the reason I live in New York. And that's his reason, is like to go to a Hellman's event. 
Watch segments live. How does she? What does she wear? How does she live? How does she live? Um, what does what she is- eat? I mean, literally at a different West Village Hell's Kitchen restaurant every single night. But then, and then for lunch, she's always getting the most like salmon with two sides. Dig in like Brussels and asparagus and salmon. He's being really dig in like when he's not being naughty, and then when he is being naughty, he's being like, "I'm having the." double heirloom melt like with the french onion soup and then a cheeseburger and we'll like he'll be like ugh, like i had the mushroom and swiss like and the and the the food at um jerry seinfeld's mom's shiva was amazing (laughs) oh yeah and it's like anytime he's in the hamptons he's just like "Uh uh-oh amazing jewish bread i had salmon three hot dogs no bun two more hot dogs then i went to marcy's house had to have froyo yeah his Ice cream and like froyo obsession, I do feel is like that's guess that's just so nineties and he is Gen X and it's well, like hello, I mean that was 2013, 2014 was also sixteen candles like universe. Oh right, sixteen handles. But like TCBY is so, I guess I'm just like that people have not TCBY, it was what Pinkberry. It's Pinkberry and You're you're right, you're right. I'm just yeah. like I'm saying that people of his age bracket, of his generation, I think are more into that. I guess like Chicas are so into that now too, or they were into Pinkberry, but I was surprised because I just I don't feel like gay men of my age range of 34 to 36 are so into ice cream and froyo. We could talk about this forever, but you remember like <laughs> friend of the pod Sam, like we go to 16 handles every single day. Oh yeah. In 2014. Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of haunting to Okay. Be reminded of that. <laughs> What's oh, going geez. on there? Like, what is that? Is that a Peter Pan syndrome thing, honey? I don't want to see that. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm concerned by that. I don't think that adults should be whatever. That in it's sixteen handles and, was fun. Okay, that it was about the toppings, the different flavors. That the like, whole aesthetic of it is too infantilizing. I just, I there's, there's, there's. I actually, I totally disagree. I think, think we need more <laughs> sober spaces for gay men. <laughs> and it's like, it's more sloppy and teen. It's not kid-like. It's like redonkulous. Like you're grabbing like sprinkles and then yeah, fruit. Yeah, it's, it's for bad grown-ups. Okay. Yeah, it's like more <laughs> naughty and you're like sitting on these Literally weird so vinyl not. stools. It's always these bright colors and it's like so fluorescent in there. I just... I think there. I don't think there is a world in which ice cream culture is not childish. Okay, cool. You're old. Congrats. You don't <laughs> like sixteen handles. Congrats. Okay. Um. How does she live? I mean, the bed is high as the pyramids, hunty. Oh, I. Okay. Because he reminds. I yes, he, he is, is so dog and gay guy and West Side, and he's so like jewel tone sofa and like. You know the Jonathan Adler like bowl it's and the very Jonathan Adler, Adler to me, yeah. Rug and then, but I also think that because he's so like busy and running to his office, then running to his show, then going out to dinner, it's like yes, he hosts his infamous like Christmas party every year. But I don't think he's so like maximalist design because remember he kind of doesn't care about like combining the apartments and he all, the meetings with the architect. He's always like, oh, he's I got like, oh my god, like, they're so boring. Like I think so. He I has don't. This, I don't like, think there's like so much art, and it's actually so gay guy like 
no, no, no. I'm not saying it's overblown. And also, like, I feel like he's just like, oh, I want a really good couch. And he talks about Cameron Diaz, like, telling him that she's obsessed with the restoration hardware. And he's like, everyone is obsessed with restoration hardware these days. Yeah. It's like he doesn't actually care about design that much. And, like, so maybe there isn't, like, I think, like, yeah, it's like he has, like, a couch from Article, honestly. And then he has, like, an orange it's lamp. It's not. Oh, my God. He has a much more expensive couch. Okay. He has a, it's from ABC Carpet and Home. But that's that's as high as we're going. Yes, and he's eating there, and he's buying a rug, and it's done. Yeah. But I think the couch is brown leather, and I feel like... Well, now he doesn't have the dog anymore, because, say it with me... Yes, Walker was... Rehomed. Because he was showing signs of aggression. Towards his uh, children. I just think there's, like, a coziness that he wants in his... I think his bed in Sag Harbor is lower than New York bed. I just, like, feel like he does want to be a little more, like, mm. When he comes home after like a three hour massage and at Corner Bistro and like a night of shooting, what does she wear? I mean, like a thousand shiny suits. Yeah. But he's obsessed with double RL, but he's always mad double RL isn't like Ralph Lauren. Because it's like he's he's into the stores that are in the West Village. He probably goes like scotch yeah. and soda too. <laughs> like he's just like West Village. He oh. buys like three Olympic. Ralph themed Ralph Lauren sweaters. Well, he like gets them. And he's like, they're so ugly. But then this homeless woman liked them. And then actually it's kind of growing on me and it does fit really well. He's very like, he, he not, no. he's obviously not like a fashionista. It's like, he likes things to fit well. It's like, he's so Bonobos and like untuck it where he's like, he's just like, I love it when a shirt fits and like the pants like fit. Like everything is just like pretty tight. You he know? also like does love a deal. And he's like, oh my God, they're giving away suits. And he's buying like seven shiny maroon white pink suits at like a slow okay sorry Orzo's going all the way off she's like knocking down tons of stuff Um, it's time to rehome her yeah no this is very signs of aggression I need to rehome um who are you in the book I think we're gonna go ahead and say that in many ways I'm Andy you're Andy. And like, like, yeah, you're. I mean, you love activations. You get 900 hour massages. <laughs> and again, we've said it before. I'm Kelly with 900 gay guys over at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely Kelly because you're definitely not Mark. You're definitely not being the designated driver. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, okay, I give this book honestly like a a very rare like four point eight out of five um, anchovy salads at Mirandi. Yeah, I mean, I give this. I'm gonna be a little more conservative only because <laughs> by the end of the book, listening to it, I was like. I've heard you say you're going to Mirandi for the ninth hundred time. I'm literally just giving it a four point five. Um it's repetitive, dog treats yeah. you get in the West Village out of five. Um it's but honestly, do listen to the audio. It's literally so fun and inspiring. And you're also just kind of like what I love about him is like he is really successful and super busy, but he also shows that he's actually not that busy. And like everyone's lying. A, a everyone's lying. B is not that busy. C, if he can do it, so can you. It just felt empowering. I was like yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, you go to the office, you do a little bit of work, then you like shoot some show. And w- I just love that he rolls with everything. And it's like, 
the shit that happened. It's like when he has the weird altercation with Barbara Walters on the View. Like he talks about it on his own show that night, and he like makes a joke about it, sends her flowers the next day, and then the next day he's moved on. He's the next thing. It's just like he just keeps rolling with the punches, incorporating into his life, and then like letting it go. And he's like, yeah, not pretending to put out fire fires when they're they don't need to be. So anyway, listen, read. Andy Cohen, yeah, you heard it here first. He's a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and honestly, I'll say this, like, keep a diary. See what happens. Literally keep a diary. Um, I have to go because I have to go to an activation that's a charity for a shirt. I have to run to a women's makers of Long Island. Late lunch. I'll write a check. That I am hosting and doing the live stream for. Okay, well, love you, club kids. Best. Best. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club is presented by Stephen Phillips Horst. The show is produced by Stephen Phillips Horst with editorial support from Stephen Phillips Horst. Our production manager is Stephen Phillips Horst. Our intern is Lily Marotta. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBCThePod. Subscribe on Apple is my recommendation because I just find that it's sort of easier to go through. Um, But some folks prefer Spotify. And I think one of the advantages to Spotify is kind of the black screen. It feels a bit more chic, a bit more downtown. Um, And I've also heard that it uh, is better for the environment because it uses less energy, but that seems fake to me. Also go to Patreon. And do pay, because you do want to hear us more. Okay, hope you're well. Bye. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.